Welcome to Real Nerds. I'm Ryan. I'm actually at a different part of where we usually sit. Uh, to my left is... James. Oh, right. To my far left is... Brad. Brad's back from Washington, D.C. He's back. We didn't get a count, though. You didn't count. I know, because he said we didn't need it. Yeah, you obviously did the show just fine without me doing it. So. Yeah, well, you know, it kind of feels like you're not My boys here. have grown up. And James, you want to introduce your lifelong oh, friends? Oh, oh uh, Mick and RJ, who I've been friends with since, I don't know, fucking forever, are here. Um, and they, you know, they've listened to a couple they're times. They're twins, so you can't, you can't tell them apart on the podcast. Yeah. You guys also, are Also, they're across the room, so you probably won't be able to hear them. <laughs> And we also have Erin. She, she joined us on a mission that mm. we chose to accept. Eh. Mission Impossible Ghost Boudicou. That is the name of the movie. I was going to say Mission Impossible 4, but the actual yeah. name is Mission colon Impossible colon. Actually, there's Ghost no Protocol. colon between the mission and the impossible on the posters and marketing materials. Yeah. <laughs> which is... Not right. I just funny because <laughs> when you do that kind of thing with a subtitle, it, it sort of implies that like this one is not as much of a sequel as as past movies have been. Like maybe this is a reboot or whatever. But this mm-hmm. one is actually the most a sequel of any of the movies. Oh yeah, for, like this one sure. really is. Well, we're picking up front right from three, which is interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, so stay tuned for our review. Usually we do real news, but hey, guess what? Real mail. We gotta get Joe. We gotta get Joe to record a thing when he says <laughs> real do. mail. Real mail! I can't even do it like Joe. Yeah, but no. Anyways, we got some real mail. We actually got a comment from somebody who listens to our podcast, pays close enough attention to know our friends who sit in on our podcast, and mentioned you by name. Me? Yeah. And um, Brad is uh, the Debbie Downer, and he's, he was saying, well, how do we know it's not one of our friends just, you know, telling us whatever. What, what were you talking about, Brad, in the car? How do you know it's not a friend with what? Oh, and I was just based on the uh, the voice in my head that I get from reading the email. It kind of sounds like the speech pattern of your wife. But uh, and I told him they she misspelled or he or she misspelled Sierra. But see, if I didn't want someone to know, if I would, if I wanted someone to think that I was just a r- average listener who doesn't know the people on the cast, I would misspell the name. Fred, who do you think killed JFK? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just you I'm did, just James. Ah! I'm you. So uh, Brad doesn't want to take uh, any, you know credit for how awesome our show is fine hey, we have an what? audience there yeah, you go i want to i want to believe there's at least one poor stranger who's listening so you want to hear what they said Shame, you know it's yeah, a sure. anonymous asked because they didn't tell us who they were tell us your name and i'll give you a dollar yep it's in the mail i know sierra <laughs> oh my god oh, yeah. i have to go to yeah. a movie with this person yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah that's right he this came in wearing a, a yellow rain jacket and had an axe <laughs> And if, if you don't, if you don't get Brad back about? to us, it's fun. Uh, is Last it the Hitchhiker? Hero. Oh, remember we went to the movie with man, the man. I don't remember that. I got movie it. Very well. well, thanks, Brad. I remember Thank the you. guy with the glass eye. Yeah, that's my that's my obscure movie reference for the day. Um, anyways, anonymous asked. I know Sierra complained to James a while back about you guys taking too long with real news capitalized. And what? So not only are they fans, they actually she capitalized. The, she got the branding in there. They got the brand in there. Um, it takes you long with real news and what you've been watching, comma. But that's my favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, so, that's nice. So we we not only do they like what we talk about, they even gave us a you know a little shout out saying that they have a favorite part of our podcast. But they now probably my question... only listened to one. What episode was it where we talked about how Sierra was bitching? It was a, lo- a while ago. I want to say it was eight or seven or eight episodes ago. Yeah, seven or eight episodes. Oh, so someone's least. actually listening to um, the old our ones. podcast. So yeah. thank you, anonymous. Or um, if yeah. you if you send Actually, us your name, we will mention you on the next podcast. Yeah, um, two, and if you're in Denver, you can go see a movie with Brad. Absolutely, you no can. matter how creepy you are. Two things, so. Um, shame. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, let's make Brad did it go see come shame. out this week. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, now I just wonder. Okay, so what's wrong with the actual review part of the show? <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, Brad. I've said this to him before. Oh. And from now on, uh, listeners, if uh, you're submitting emails through the tumblr page and <laughs> you're not if it happens if you sign up as anonymous again just in the actual question part that you're giving us just put your name down so you don't have to sign up that way we can actually refer oh, to your name I on the show yeah i thought you Give were you about credit. to critique the way that they sent us an, an email <laughs> now let's talk about your grammar uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah please don't use commas that for that way. james will yeah take well, it away. i i would never <laughs> did I you know t-bowing is now like uh, was put in some sort of dictionary online 
because it's been used so much lately. Sounds like well, any word, any word can get into the dictionary right now. Fucking Webster's has muggle. I know. I'm in just it. saying that you know, well, T-bowing is, is a very old word that means you know pot. Muggle means is 20s jazz slang for pot. But this isn't real language nerds. This is I didn't know that. Real nerds. No, no. Well, I didn't mean it. Anyway, I'll look at it. Anyways, hey, guess what time it is? Real news. It's real news. Cool. So, am uh, I the only one? uh, No, I actually I have something. Go Um, ahead. I'll start because it's my show. Um. (laughs) They launched the Amazing Spider-Man website, and I was curious, so I went and looked at it, and they have... Did it, did it say how it ends? No, but I, I have a kind of an idea, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, but what they do is, if you go to it, you can click on it, and it tells you the story of the, the movie, and it also has five character bios. So it's kind of cool. Um, what are the five characters? It's Peter Parker, obviously... Uh, what, are you closer or farther away? I don't know what you're you saying. You can't walk a two-gun two, two gun at the same time. Move your microphone closer. Closer? Yeah. Well, you, you did this. <laughs> when you're listening at home, Brad, wow. Brad is like sucking else? the cock and telling me to... I don't know what he was telling me to do. Okay, move back a little bit now. <laughs> Duh. I That's thought we did good. A, I thought good. we did a you test. Did. Yeah, well, it what, changed. What the fuck is your job here, pal? <laughs> Sound engineer. And I'm trying to tell you what to do without fuck. interrupting the podcast, which we just failed at. Well, yeah, because you, you put, like, the mic as a cock towards your mouth. I had no idea what you were you're saying to me. We're, oh. we're switching to desktop mics from now on. <laughs> Never. Anyway, so on the Amazing Spider-Man website, uh, the story is... Actually, the story is pretty self-explanatory, but one of the... There's a couple key words that I... I zeroed in being a Spider-Man fan. One, it says, is the first in a film series. Mm-hmm. So well, we, we already knew that there's yeah. going to be a second one. Yeah, because um, what, what's his name? John Vonahan. Vonna Vodavort. Lana Vonna. James Vander. Vanderbeek. Beek. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever his name <laughs> Whatever was. Whatever his name is, is writing another script. Um, yeah. Anyways, and then the second thing I kind of caught on was it said about Peter Parker's dad died mysteriously 13 years ago and he's been living with that which is actually uh, a direct kind of relation to the Ultimate Spider-Man comic where right. in Ultimate Spider-Man Spider-Man's father and Eddie Brock's father were working on a cure for cancer and they developed the Venom suit which would basically um, make you stronger uh, it had obviously backfired and because it's evil because it's evil it's black and uh, right because black is evil well, dude. wait, hey, dude, yeah, <laughs> no, black is the color of evil. I'm not saying. Well, <laughs> wait, well, I'm just saying you got to be careful. Why? Because yellow is the color of cowardice. Yeah, and yeah, white is pure. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, oh my we, god! Uh, <laughs> one fan, no more. I'm just kidding. Out there. Anyways, so they had kind of interesting plot points, and another one I I kind of picked up on is the Gwen Stacy bio. Is she's an intern at Oscorp. Hopefully the Green Goblin shows up in the next one. Um, but it also says that the thing that turned Dr. Connors into the lizard also turned Peter Parker into something that she can't explain. So I'm guessing that they're using that she knows Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Hmm. Which I also kind of guess from one of the official photos they released where uh, Andrew Garfield's all beat up and she's like cleaning him up. Yeah, she is. So, uh, so yeah, Sorry. kind of interesting things. Um, I'm hoping a new trailer happens soon. Yeah, that'd be and cool. Especially so, if it didn't have the weird first-person CG stuff, which yeah. isn't in the movie anyway. Or if it is, it's like in the credits or something like that. So, And they call it the untold story, so my guess is it's just a different version of Spider-Man, which is okay. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. And I mean, I, it's, um, you know, the, the problem is still the fact that they're retelling the origin story, which I feel like is still kind of a mistake. It, it's going to be how they treat it. If they spend a lot of time on it the way that the first movie does... That that might screw things up. I think so too. Um, but uh, as long as it's good, I have a feeling like if it doesn't perform as well the first week because people think, oh man, they're rebooting Spider-Man after six years or no eight nine years. Um, if if it's good enough that word of mouth is good, then it doesn't matter, you know, because the movie will still do well and they'll still make a sequel. Um, truth it's is, actually even, ten years. Spider-Man came out two thousand two. Oh, yeah. Oh, right, because the movie doesn't come out until next year. Yeah, I did the math, too, but I wasn't thinking it comes out next year. Anyway, it doesn't matter. 
Um, that's cool. Yeah, so that was my big news story. Yeah. Being a big Spider-Man fan, I kind of pick up on the little intricate... Did you see that um, bit, bit. video clip of the Green Goblin uh, makeup test? Yeah, I did. Test? I did. Yeah. It looks mm-hmm. more like classic Green Goblin. Yeah, and it was cool. I, I kind of wish that that's the way they'd gone, you know... I'm I'm not a huge fan of the Power Man the 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 Power, Power Ranger suit yeah. from the first movie, um, and the makeup looks kind of cool. That I you know, and it's a it's a test, so it doesn't look realistic or anything like that. But if that's the way they'd gone, it would have been neat. But you know, I will say too, if you watch Spider Man on Blu-ray, the mask is way better. The outfit because on Blu-ray you can see um, shades of purple in it all over and you can actually see Willem Dafoe talking because yeah. the you know it's clearer yeah. so you can see his mouth and his eyes moving in the mask so it looks better on Blu-ray it does hmm sorry yeah that was my cue wrong to time to do this, that yeah. I was, well I was thirsty <laughs> I got a that movie gave me a headache um you don't have anything Brad oh um uh yeah this just so. in uh through via digital bits uh, CBS announced that all the Star Trek Next Generation episodes are going to Blu-ray. So, yeah, cool. Nice. That means that they probably they probably got enough uh, pre-orders on that. So you're not getting pack. a taste; you're yeah. getting the full meal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is too bad since last week I ordered that taste. Uh, it was fifteen oh. bucks on Amazon, and I thought, well, that'll be. I, I was hoping it would get here. I didn't know what date it came out, and I just saw it on Amazon. And I thought, oh, that'd be cool for Christmas, uh, just to buy for the whole family. And then it's not actually out till the end of January, but still. Well, thanks for making cool. my dreams come true. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you know, I'll uh, I'll have to steal all of your Blu-rays when you spend a thousand dollars on that whole series. It's okay. I'll wait six or seven years, like the DVDs, and pick them up for twenty bucks each. Yeah. Do you actually own all the DVDs? I did buy them when they were closer to sixty. Oh, see, I didn't have to because they're all on Netflix. Um, so <laughs> and with, look terrible. Uh, if Netflix goes down one they day. No, they don't actually look terrible. They look like you're watching them reruns on spike tv really because i think stuff on netflix looks god awful then you've got shitty internet because yeah. you've got comcast even then yeah. i don't like streaming stuff i've been watching plenty of stuff on there i think it looks really good um anyways uh yeah so uh, a strange week um so far um, is quickster coming back no <laughs> no quickster is not coming back <laughs> though man that, that was fun that was fun that was a good Ooh. run for about a month it was That was. those were good jokes uh, no okay we got a Men in Black trailer this week oh, was, did you, oh my god that was terrible wait no, whoa alright did you like it I was intrigued oh uh, yeah like really? it kind of feels like the only yeah, thing is like as no, I'm watching no. it I just can't help but remember Men in Black 2 I know yeah <laughs> there, the, just the fact that Tommy Lee Jones is involved I was like oh no oh it's gonna be like Men in Black 2 and I was really worried um, I don't mind him being involved. Like... It's just how they involved him in Men in Black. Too. No, I no, I know, but that's the thing. Like, I don't remember. Such a bad taste. Oh in yeah, I do. Movie's over. <laughs> <laughs> Fight the sheep. No. Oh no, this movie's oh, way movie's better. Over. Like when he's he, he traveling through time. time and he jumps off a building. Just jump, dude. That, that trailer okay. looks terrible. Yeah, that, like that, that line movie. was lame. No, that line was lame. I, hey, and it's only like a little teaser because obviously the real story is going to be him and Josh Brolin like in the past fighting aliens mm-hmm. in the past. That will be a cool move. That that no. sounds cool. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Fine. Do you like? <laughs> do you like the first one? I like the first one. Okay. okay. Second one was terrible. As long as we're on par here. Speaking of trailers, we also all got to see the GI Joe two trailer, Dude, which The Rock was badass. Ryan loves. I do. Brad, actually, I hadn't watched it prior to the t- tonight. Yeah. So um, I was actually. I don't know if I think it's great, but I think it's definitely a step up from the G.I. Joe. Yeah, had, hold on. Did either of you of see G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra? I did. Ryan? No. Okay. Well, you know you, why I didn't you, see Brad. You know why I didn't see G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra is awesome. <laughs> you know why I didn't see G.I. Joe Rise of the Cobra? Why? Because the rock's not in it. <laughs> okay, hold on. G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra is like Stephen Summers sat down and went, okay, this is supposed to be a movie based on cartoons that are based on action figure toys. And that movie, to me, feels like... It feels to me like what I was imagining when I was, like, throwing my G.I. Joes at each other and pretending that, like, my silly putty was attacking a G.I. Joe and stuff like that. Like, yeah, that movie is James ridiculous. James <laughs> that movie, That movie is a level of ridiculous that I enjoy, you know? It's got underwater sea bases and shit like that that is just sort of cartoon pulp. And yes, it's... Certainly not mainstream. You know, or every time I go past it on Netflix good. Instant Q, I'm like, oh, James, I should watch this. No, I'm not going to. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I, I'm, 
I don't disagree that that tra- the trailer for two looks really good and is probably a better movie. Except but Channing I, I'm Tatum's sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because he's Duke, he has to be in it. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, I'm sad that there aren't acceleration suits. I'm sad that there's no underwater sea bases. I'm sad there's not a chance. But what for, about like, the ninjas? Glad I'm, glad like, I'm, I'm sad of all that. I'm sad that there's not a like a mountain shaped like a skull. I'm you know yes, there's a scene where ninjas fight on the side of a mountain, but that he didn't. That I don't know. That didn't work for me. <laughs> um, but still, I I'm gonna miss the ridiculous shit. Anyway, yeah. um, uh, we also got a trailer for Judd Apatow's making another TV show. And have either of you watched Freaks and Geeks? I saw some episodes. Yeah. Right. Well, then you still haven't seen one of the greatest TV shows ever made. Um, but he's he's producing a show called Girls. Um, that the trailer's out there. People should go check it out because um, hopefully it's going to be really good and hopefully not get canceled after its first season. Uh, did you read the thing about Louis C.K. making a movie? I did. Because this is kind of interesting. He he filmed one of his he filmed sort of his stand up, which he writes a new uh, hour of stand up every year. So it's probably this year's stand up, which will also some of those jokes will probably be in next year's season of Louis. Um, but I'm not confirming anything there. I don't actually know anything. Um, and he's 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 selling it on the internet for five dollars, uh, completely without DRM. So basically, one person could just pay for it and then give it for free to everyone on the internet. Um, but he wrote an, a little letter about like, "Hey, you shouldn't do that because if you do that, you're a dick." Um, and then he's going to use that money to make his own little movie, which he broke even on in the first three days. Like just doing that, just saying like, "Hey, I want to make a movie. Give me five dollars." Basically, he got enough mo- money to make his movie, nice. which is awesome. Um, what that means for the future of independent film, hopefully, is something very good. Um, now, it, you have to be Louis C.K. to do it, but at the same time, Louis C.K. is not the kind of guy, especially in Hollywood, who commands enough power to get... Hard, he hardly had enough to get a TV show made, um, as brilliant as that show is. Um, so for him to make a movie is is pretty huge. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, I, hopefully it'll be good. I don't know when it's going to you know, actually happen. And then two lists came out this week. One of them was The Blacklist, which we don't really have anything to talk about there. The Blacklist is the list of unproduced screenplays that comes out every year. Um, the only thing that I noticed on there was Django Unchained was on there, which is the new Quentin Tarantino movie, uh, which, of course, will get made. Uh, and the other thing was The Golden Globes. Did you guys see the list yeah. for The Golden Globes? Nope. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing special on there, except for one thing that really just I cannot stand, which is that in... The best television drama series, uh, American Horror Story is on there, which I've talked about here before. It's not great. Um, certainly not better than Breaking Bad, which is not nominated hmm. at all for anything. The greatest written drama that's on TV right now. Oh, words not recognizing things we like? How strange. Uh, well, yeah. Well, and especially, I mean, yeah, it's the Golden Globes, which are like... And the foreign journalists. <laughs> yeah, like what do they actually know? But, uh, man, Brad, you know. This is the year that you got into Breaking Bad. You know. Yeah, I, although I didn't watch this year's season yet. No, but, but it's better um, than the last ones. But, yeah, most things that I like that don't get awards, you know. Like, just think of how many movies on your shelf are awesome that don't have any kind of yeah statue attached to But there's, like... There's one thing when a movie like Scott Pilgrim that I love doesn't get nominated for an Oscar because I know, like, it's not mainstream, it's not artsy, it's, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that knock it out of that category. When a movie that I really think is Oscar-worthy or is Oscar-bait doesn't get in, that's when it, you know, like, Breaking Bad should be on that list, you know? like you know, It should be, yeah. like, if you're creatively driven, it's not so much... Like you don't really need awards; you need people just to enjoy your art. I I don't disagree, but so. the, I don't know. But Sometimes part of it I is, think actors need the accolades. Like yeah, I did I think, this. Well, yeah, yeah it's part it, of your with actors. It's profession because it gets you more work, but, well, but no, at but a I, higher pay grade. I don't but. think so because I mean I think they just they're fragile egos, and they just I need someone to tell me I did a good job. And Breaking Bad isn't a show that's never won awards, but when it's still easily one of the best five written shows every you know for the past however many years. Um, for it to not get nominated at all, and to get 
to have something shitty get nominated over it. I don't know. A lot of people like that American Horror Story. Your wife is wrong, Ryan. My wife has not seen that. I'm not talking no, about she, my wife. No, she has, no, she has been watching American Horror Actually, Story. I, I don't even know. <laughs> what else I don't you know, Ryan? What else don't you know? Um, she goes on Tuesday nights. <laughs> she goes to watch American Horror Story, which is where it is on Wednesdays. I don't know why. <laughs> I still remember that because it's not... It's, I mean, it's not awful, but it's n- it doesn't measure up at all. Um, anyway, that's the biggest, most frustrating thing about it. Yeah. yeah. I stopped watching the Academy Awards after Catherine Bigelow won that Oscar. I was like, not this way. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> not I, this way, man. I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I mean, they're all kind of shitty. I like to see the people that I think that I agree with win. Um, and even when it's somebody like Martin Scorsese who... You know, The Departed is good and all, or whatever, but it was not the best movie that year, I don't the think. The Departed won for editing. The editing in The Departed <laughs> is a piece of shit. I well, it's because it, Aaron, that's because it's a Martin Scorsese movie and he doesn't edit very well. Know. Just, I mean, we talked about this a couple weeks ago with Hugo. Uh, Actually, I want to say that's one of my favorite titles you ever put for our podcast, Hugo Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thank really, you. That Thank made you. me laugh the other day. Oh, man. Or anyway. A couple weeks ago. It's dumb. But it won't make me anywhere near as mad as when the Oscar award list comes out, and then that then I'll be mad. It'll be the worst. Or, actually, even worse will be when the Emmys come out and Community's still not on it. Yep. Anyway, that's the news. Hey, what have we been watching this week, guys? I watched a lot. I watched a lot. I've been gone for two weeks, so I have yeah, a lot to talk years. about. Oh, no, you Oh, you have a lot to talk oh, about. Okay. Yeah, I've watched a lot. Why don't you go first? You got half years done last week, so... Uh, should I go first? Um, well, <laughs> are, you Ryan, not, are you not ready? Ryan can go first. I'm just waiting to take up a whole lot of time. Um, you are, yeah. You, that's uh, Brad, who really cares? You <laughs> yeah, know what? True. We got a compliment about this is our favorite part of the podcast. Clearly, clearly we're doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best podcast ever. The news part, not the watching part. Um, we're going to get awards. <laughs> that's over. Uh, well, Ryan, let me community. Um, mm. I finally wanted to get into it because I watched that newly aired episode about the foosball. Oh, okay. Uh, so I was like, I, I gotta start watching the show. Oh, all my friends like it. I watched the That's Glee the one. one. Oh, oh man, that hey, Allison Breeze song yeah. in that episode, guys. Have you seen it? Oh yeah. Oh my god, I've watched it four times now in the past week, just because it's the best thing ever. <laughs> anyway, Community. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that foosball episode was spectacular. Yeah, and yeah, not really the best as a fan of space, huh? Not the best episode this season. Not by a long shot. Of season one? <laughs> of season three. I'm just saying, to, like, to put that in perspective. Okay, uh, cool. Well, that that's a good yeah. sign because <laughs> I wasn't, like, totally in love with the show for season one. Like, yeah. like when I watched The Office for the first time, I was hooked and had to watch all the episodes I could at once. Community, I was kind of like, okay, that was cute. And then I moved on to the next thing. And then I kind of would listen half in the background kind of for some other episodes. But there's potential. So I think I might like season two or yeah um i think they embrace their nerdiness more in absolutely oh, yeah. absolutely seasons, they do. so i'm looking forward um, to that yeah it sort of builds on itself you know in a way that's different from like i would never tell somebody to watch an, an episode of it's always sunny in philadelphia from this season if they'd never seen it i would tell them you got to go back to the beginning when it's more sedated and you know when things aren't as crazy ridiculous um and community does that a little bit um but it's still that show is great and you know I would say you should maybe hold on to that disc and watch through some of them again especially yeah. the ones that you really like because that show is worth second view like episodes of that show unlock a little bit each time you you watch it watch it again um it's yeah cuz there are things there are things going on in the background that you will uh, never know dude beetlejuice did you see the thing about beetlejuice yeah Oh my gosh, Actually, the fact uh, that they even do things like that and think about things like that. I will, uh, one of my favorite throwaway lines in Community from this year is in the foosball episode where Shirley says, uh, Jeff, you don't have to care what foreigners think about you. That's your right as an American. <laughs> Great line. Oh, but really I have a f- uh, to put a little cap on that. I was telling Brad about this earlier, um, but the Glee episode where they're in the uh, study room and the dude's just on the piano. All of a sudden, there's these guitars and everything. And, you know, Jeff says, dude, where's all the other music coming from? Or something along yeah. the lines of that. Um, Laura came home last night, a couple nights ago, and turned on the new episode of Glee. And she told me I can't say anything because I just make fun of it. And so I'm not even joking. First thing is this lady starts singing. 
And then they show a dude on the piano playing. And then it's like this huge rock song for yeah. all come home for Christmas. I'm like, what? I said, where's the rest of the, <laughs> the band? And Laura sent me to the bedroom. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> Community isn't wrong. No, Everything it's not. Everything they make sense, make fun of about Glee <laughs> is <regionals>? absolutely real. <laughs> That's what's crazy about it is that they point out this stuff and you're going, how does anyone watch this show? Yeah. And and that episode of Community is a better musical than any of those oh, episodes yeah. of Glee, mostly because it's actually a musical. Yeah. Because the songs in Glee have nothing to do with what's going on with the characters that week. No. It's just like some fucking music in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Whereas the songs in Community were clearly written though not always well written for that episode yeah um that's oh i can't wait i can't wait till you get there brad <laughs> it's unbelievable uh the next one you might be interested in hearing uh i saw the muppets while i was in washington dc nice oh that's right yes because you didn't get to see that with us that's right yeah and did you like it i thought it was delightful Dude, <laughs> it is, it and like delightful. i said on the podcast it was <laughs> that's work. gonna be on the blu-ray <laughs> it <laughs> was delightful real nerds brad hey real nerds <laughs> Highly, awesome. pra- highly praised internet podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I, I kind of can't imagine you being delighted by something. <laughs> whoa, whoa. You're supposed to just We went and had brunch. It was D, wait for it, delightful. Delightful. <laughs> anyway. I'm going to sleep show. I'm sleep. Put that on. Yes, that's exactly how you should watch through How I Met Your Mother. Okay. Uh,. Sorry, go ahead. But anyway, as I was saying on the podcast that week, I thought they should embrace their nostalgia, and that's exactly what that oh, movie yeah. was. Oh, yeah. And you'll be excited to hear that when we went, this is like three weeks after it came out, the theater we were in, packed with adults. No way. Yeah. Nice. It's 7 in, o'clock. Was this in Washington, D.C.? Yeah. Were, uh, were people in the theater very loud? Uh, they were cheering at some of the stuff. Sorry, Brian should have been the one to say that. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Call <laughs> oh, me a racist. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Oh, I just got it. <laughs> yeah. Get I there, get there like... Brad. You got it. <laughs> ah, there goes that listener. Uh, wow. And then, uh... <laughs> yeah, so I liked it. Good. I thought you were going to ask me something about it, but all right. No, no. Um, what do you want us to ask you about it? What's your? F- is it easy being green? <laughs> uh, there's something I forgot what it is. I'll just move on. Did you tell that Brett McKenzie was doing music? Which was Brett McKenzie? Oh, no. Why do you know the names of all the people no one cares about in a movie? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh, that's oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Nah. Aaron just scared the shit out of me. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm really she glad. Pounced. I'm really glad you're sitting on the she, right she today. She pounced like a piranha plant out of a tube in Mario. She pounced like, like, oh, <laughs> like a diseased cat that's forced to wear a shirt. Uh, <laughs> what else did you see, Brad? Um, I watched Love Actually also while I was in Had you DC? never seen it? I had never seen it. No way. Did well, you like it? it's a romantic comedy, so why would I just see that on my Aww, own? It's, beyond, <laughs> it's not just a romantic comedy. I thought it was okay, but I couldn't connect with it because like, I've never been oh, like no. in a situation like that with anybody. Oh, okay. So right. I'm like, I was just like, okay, well, there it is, people. Although some of them are, some are really far-fetched. <laughs> huh? What? What's going on? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why Aaron's picking on you today. It's a couple of weeks ago, she was picking on me for some unknown reason, oh, just to be mean. Yeah, but I'm, I'm real. I'm mean. Hey, she got yelled at by a hooker today. Well, he told she, she got in, in her face and said, "Go Tebow!" really loud. Wow. I know. Um, it's a hard day. She probably thought you were Tim Tebow. I'm sure she. That's awesome. I wish I was. What else did you see, Brad? Brad gets mad when we go off topic. <laughs> just because it's so hard for me to just collect flustered. my thoughts and then you derail them. Um, the, 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 but anyway, no, I thought for a romantic comedy, you to, you're Brad, interrupting the, right now. No, Stop no, it. The computer, the computer <laughs> is collecting your thoughts. That's what it's doing. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. It's recording the thoughts that I collected. Um, yeah, it is. Anyway, as far as romantic comedies go, you know, they're not my favorite. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Good. So. But Russell was disappointed that I didn't love it like he did. I didn't love it actually. <laughs> wait, wait! You didn't start with me and another dude watched Love Actually together. Yeah, I was trying to skip over that, but me, another dude, and his girlfriend. Oh man! Oh, now it's awkward. Oh. Yeah. Oh man, that was good. Okay, moving along. Perfect way to um, tell that story. A couple weeks ago, I caught Boss Kelsey Grammer's mm. new show. 
about yeah. politics I and politics go over my head so <laughs> I can't really go into that uh, <laughs> did you not did you not enjoy it, it? was interesting when he's getting pissed off at people and there's like shady things but then there's like <laughs> the obligatory HBO style sex scene inserted like hey we gotta throw this in here that's it looks like HBO. is awesome so I was kind of like okay well Back to the plot, please. Yeah. Mick, Mick, you've been watching yeah. Boss. You, do you still like it? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're the sad. only See, color on the show is gray. See, if you want to watch yeah. a show with tons of violence and sex, just watch Spartacus. <laughs> Some dude get decapitated and like, whore, go sleep with this gladiator. I watch Spartacus for the politics. Fucking A, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, you even more now. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, okay, and then uh, I watched Kick-Ass last night, and I hadn't seen that since the theater. So. Oh, okay. Movie's awesome. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was totally fun. And Mystery Team. Awesome. Delightful. Uh, <laughs> Donald Glover. Better, better than he likes. <laughs> Did you fuck this bread? <laughs> oh, you fuck this bread. <laughs> great line. <laughs> Plenty more. Oh, shit. That movie was great. Ryan, what'd you watch? Um, I watched a lot. I got around to seeing Faster, finally. Oh, that's right. Um, being a huge rock fan, I you don't know why. You did that awfully I, slow, right? <laughs> I know. It took me a long time to watch Faster. <laughs> and it's literally a movie where he just goes in and kicks everybody's ass. <laughs> like Walking so Tall? Like, well, like Walking <laughs> Tall. I was going to yes. say. Except in this one, he uses a gun instead of a, <laughs> a two-by-four. He gets, like, the <laughs> whole age. Easier with so a it's gun. like Walking Tall, but less He doesn't creative. have a character name. His name in it is Driver. Oh, wait, wait, faster. that's the second movie this year where the main uh, character's name is Dreyfuster. <laughs> um, so the the first five minutes is him getting all, like, pumped to get out of uh, prison. <laughs> and he gets... Rocky-style montage? Uh, no, because there's no music, <laughs> and he's, like, just all pissed off and getting... So it's just, like, 15 minutes. <laughs> it's 15 minutes. <laughs> not, I said five minutes. Not, not even less. <laughs> five minutes, that's not fast at all. <laughs> but, uh... Oh, God, that's So, crazy. anyways, they, they release him from prison, and he runs fast um, <laughs> to this guy who sets him up with these names and you find out what it's about but he literally walks into a telemarketer's place sees a guy and shoots him in the head and leaves <laughs> and then he finds other people shoots them leaves I feel, and then, I feel the same way about telemarketers yeah and then about 50 minutes in the movie you find out why he's killing everybody it's pretty oh. awesome 15 or 50? 50 oh man I would. I really wish that the first fifteen minutes were like a real time watching The Rock work out. So it's like a fifteen minute workout video with The Rock, followed by him killing everyone. But it's a really cool movie too because even the uh, Billy Bob Thornton's character, his name's Cop. Like they don't have. Uh, but <laughs> it's really cool because no one has henchman names. cop. <laughs> no, it really. And one guy's uh, killer who's a, a contract killer, huh. and they'll they'll show when they show The Rock, you know, leaving jail or his thing. The camera like pans him to the left and then in words it says driver and then when it's Billy oh, Bob Thornton it says cop and it's oh, just a, it's a really I, I think it's one of the best action movies I've seen in a long time it's really cool um, if you like action movies um, yeah. I mean it's no the, the plot is flimsy at best but it's literally The Rock kicking ass hmm. and Mr. Echo from Lost is in it I'll probably end up seeing it. You should. Um, I also watched The Prestige for the first time since I saw it in theaters. What? What? Yeah. How have you gone so long? I don't know. And I was at uh, Best Buy buying Fright Night, and The Prestige on Blu-ray was $7. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I'll get it. Yeah, it was one of those early Blu-ray conversions that it they was. were sort of pushing to try and get people to buy it. Was, it so and it there was some times where there was like hazing on the screen, which kind of oh, sucked. Shoot. But it still looked really good, because, yeah. and the movie's spectacular. Oh. Um... I, I, I'm a big Hugh Jackman fan. I always like him in movies, and yeah. it was fun. If um, you were doing a 2006 wrap-up podcast, that would be my number one. That's a great movie. Um, I remember what happened in 2006. We're probably nothing good. Departed. Prestige. Departed with 2006? Yep. Really? Yeah. I graduated from high school. Is that a movie? No. <laughs> that can't be. Just talking. Because I saw that in college, and I graduated from high school... Right. It probably won the Oscar in 2007. So yeah, but the Prestige. But you said The Departed. I don't think Departed was 2006. It I think was. it is. Wow. Okay. Um, I also watched Fright Night, which uh, I fucking love that movie. The remake. Oh, yo, yo, no. The it was, remake. It was fantastic. Um, Did and you see that with us? No. And no, I even uh, picked up that. on some jokes that I didn't catch the first time. Yeah. And uh, Colin Farrell's amazing in that movie. He is. Um, Man. some cool scenes. I would and probably buy that movie, and that that'll be like the first sort of real horror movie that I even own. It's great. 
um, and the special effects look better on Blu-ray really? than they did in the theater. I mean, some, uh, and I found out too when you know he's walking when he gets ran over by the car yeah. and he has that vampire face. That's all uh, practical, yeah. except for the mouth. Huh? Yeah, I was watching well, you know, the did, shitty behind the scenes they had for the deep Blu-ray. Did but. you see that video that just came out? I think today or yesterday that was about the practical effects in the thing. Uh, no, um, I, I read a little thing about it because it's actually really interesting. A lot more of what of that movie was practical than I thought. It's sort of like they did a lot of stuff in practical and then put a little layer of CG on top, which kind of takes away the the, the purpose of the practical. Yeah. But uh, that's what they a did. Lot of the, a lot too. of the motion is is actually practical effects. That's what they did in Friday. Really cool. Like uh, Greg Nicotero and Howard Berger even did the special effects in Friday. I didn't know that. Even um, the, the monster at the end of the thing is there was a practical version of that monster, that's like awesome. the two-faced one. Oh. Um, yeah. So I saw that, and then I also got Family Guy, which is really good. awesome on oh, oh. DVD because they garbage. get they the each episode's about another two minutes long because they have way more jokes in it and cussing, and that's funny. Yeah. That's why I watched it this week. Cool. Uh, I watched a bunch of shit. Uh, I watched three documentaries to start off with. Um, I there wasn't really a documentary from this year that I'm crazy about, but there were a couple that I wanted to check out before the end of the year. Um, the first one was The Greatest Movie Ever Sold, which was the new Morgan Spurlock movie about uh, Palm Wonderfuls. <laughs> Say again? Palm Wonderfuls, The Greatest Movie Ever yes, Sold. Yes, that's right. Palm Wonderfuls, <laughs> The Greatest Movie Ever Sold uh, with Morgan Spurlock, which actually, I'm not even sure that it actually is Palm Wonderful because at one point he says that in the contract for Palm Wonderful, it says that he has to make $10 million opening weekend, oh. which he did not. That movie made like $600 million total. Um so it, I don't I don't even know 600 million? Wow. No, wow. sorry, 600 600,000. Titanic. I think. Yeah, 600. <laughs> that is the greatest movie ever sold. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, that would be good. Um and it's okay. Like, you know, the his ideas for that movie are a little bit grander than the actual pro- like I don't feel like I actually learned anything from it. Um but if you want to check it out, it's it's probably worth your time. Uh the other thing, uh, the next documentary was uh American the Bill Hicks story, mm-hmm. which it's a documentary about Bill it's Hicks. Good. Um, yeah. Oh, you you've seen it. Yeah, I feel like like I'd seen some of Bill Hicks' comedy, and I I knew enough about him to know like why he was why he is maybe the most important com- comedian of the last thirty years or so. Um, but I didn't I don't I didn't really know his story very mm-hmm. well, and so it was interesting, but it never really hit me emotionally. Um, like when it was over, I wasn't like, oh man, if we just had Bill Hicks around, like yeah, me too. It was sort I of like it was... I just I just knew the story better and you know understood like yeah, oh, I okay, thought it was interesting, not yeah. you know not like oh man, I got to go buy all the CDs. It was, yeah, you know, saw a documentary is good enough for me. Uh, and then the last documentary I saw was Troll Hunter, which is about um, <laughs> it's not a documentary. in Nor- in Norway it, these these people are filming and they're trying to catch this guy who kills bears and or he's bear poaching because they don't give out a lot of bear licenses and um, they're trying to get an interview with this guy who's poaching bears and finally they they get an interview with him and they figure out like oh he's not poaching bears he's actually he works for the government and he kills the trolls that are in that part of the country um, and then they go and they, they kill trolls the rest of the movie and it's pretty cool um, So and it's on Netflix you should check it out it's all in Norwegian or I think it's in Norwegian it's in some weird language they say they don't speak English are, are there English subtitles Oh yeah, oh yeah. Sweet. The All right. <laughs> but you know the truth is, know you don't even on. need to read them. You know, like I, you know, well, that's you just a look mark up, of a good visual storyteller. They're, they're you can they're re- out yeah. the movie without. Oh yeah, you you they're remaking it for American audiences. Are they really? Yeah. Oh dude, it would actually be really cool if they did. I think it's uh, a Mechas is producing it. There's some, <laughs> there's some there's some fun stuff <laughs> in that movie. Uh, like there's there's a great scene when they're trying to catch one of the trolls. If you haven't figured out, but yet yeah, it's not actually a documentary. It's like a it's like a, a found footage, like Cloverfield or Blair Witch. Um, and there's a scene where how dare tr- you lump those two movies together? <laughs> oh, because they're both well, one of them's good. Um, so they they just lead a couple of sheep out onto a bridge and then run down past it and film. It's like Jurassic Park, only trolls, <laughs> and they're just waiting for the troll to like reach up. Oh, it's great! And some of the, some of the CG is actually surprisingly good. There's a there's a shot in that very scene where one of the guys gets picked up and smashed by the troll, and you're like, oh oh man, like he really they how did they do that? And well, for a fraction of a second, and then you remember that it's the modern day. Uh, anyway, uh, so <laughs> that story, was James. That was Troll Hunter. Um, <laughs> and the two legitimate movies that I saw this week, uh, 
Ryan, you let me uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, oh, which yeah. <laughs> is amazing. It that is. movie is so good. It's better the second time I watched it, actually. Too. I'm I'm probably gonna end up buying it because it was it was just great. Uh, Alan Tudyk is fantastic in that movie, and the guy from Reaper, whose name I don't remember, whose name is uh, not Alan Tudyk, Tyler Labine, Laban, Laban, Tyler Labine. Anyway, um, they're both really great. Yeah. That it's just so charming, and especially in the year where we went and saw Creature yeah. <laughs> to watch this movie, making fun of all of those tropes. What do you think it's is the just... beginning of the movie? Oh, oh, it <laughs> is the beginning of, of Creature. Like it's the same shot for shot. It's the beginning of Creature. But I love how douchey they made the college people. Where they're they... less douchey than they are in Creature. That's the thing. Like I liked the kids in this movie. Really? I thought the kids in this movie were terrible. No, no, except they're for, still terrible. The, the... But do you remember how much I hated the kids in yeah. Creature? <laughs> You're part <laughs> hillbilly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and then speaking of Creature, I also saw The Help this week, the movie uh, that we didn't go see in favor of seeing Creature, <laughs> thanks, Ryan. Uh, and The Help is delightful. Absolutely <laughs> wonderful. Wow. Emma, Emma Stone is great. Uh, Emma Stone's great in everything. There's, I there's love a, her. There's a couple scenes that maybe get a little melodramatic or or whatever, you know. Um, it's definitely kind of Oscar Beatty. Uh, but if you sort of try and step back from that aspect of it, it's 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 really good um, and definitely worth watching. Yeah, my wife will get it, and I won't oh. watch it. No, you should watch it. It's really, it's really, really. No, you no, you will watch it because it's got Emma Stone in it. That's true. Did you watch it on Netflix? It. No, no, I got it from Redbox. It's not on Netflix yet. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, uh, and then the last thing was for eight months, nine months or so, my parents have been watching Alias. Um, couple episodes yeah. a week or so and we finish it this week and damn jack bristow is the coolest spy the not the coolest spy i saw this week he, he is a cool spy except it makes you sad when you see him in titanic like uh well, yeah but he had to make money so it's all right oh absolutely victor yeah. garber he's awesome plus that was before alias um, the guys who wrote our movie this uh week were writers on alias they were a lot of stuff about this our movie this week was very much Alias. <laughs> it was. Uh, I would even go so far as to say that all of the things that Alias wants to be and aspires to be and all of those dreams are achieved in the movie we saw tonight. Awesome. Hey, great segue. So we saw Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol. Should people go see that movie, James? Oh, absolutely. Brad? Definitely. Twins? Yes. <laughs> Aaron? Nice. I think it's amazing. Who sounds excited now? Uh, I think it's... <laughs> um, the best action movie this year? Yes. Um, yeah, I kind of yeah. want to get a little further away from it before I start making hyperbolic statements like that, but nah, you don't probably, probably the best action movie I've seen in a long time. Period. Yeah, and I just said the twins because that's how James always refers to you guys. Yeah, that's, that's true. That was a text message I got from him. Hope you guys are okay with that. Well, because if I said Nick and RJ, you might not have known who I was talking about. I do know who you're talking about. Oh, okay. This is, you do know who Nick Unger is. I do. Oh, by the way, if you're listening, not, not I just mean if anyone's listening, fuck Nick Unger. Totally. Hey, roll trailer. Come check. We're live. Target acquired. What the hell is that? Abort. Ethan, what happened in the Kremlin? It was a setup. The Russians are classifying this as an undeclared act of war. The blame points to you and your team. The president has initiated ghost protocol. The entire IMF has been disavowed. So what happens now? Your mission, should you choose to accept it. Secretary is dead. The four of us are all that remains of the IMF. No safe house, no support or extraction. Everyone connected with this man is an asset with valuable information. We come back with our target, or we don't come back. And uh, how do you propose that we do that? We take him out. Yeah, we take him out, but you know, discreetly. Discreetly.
operation's over before it even begins. Would you care to explain yourself, Brandt? Who are you, really? We all have our secrets. Don't we, Ethan? Okay, this is a slight wrinkle. We're gonna have to go into the server room from the outside. We? I'm, I'm on the computer. Awesome, dude. Like, how sweet was this movie? It literally I don't was... think I've been on the edge of my seat and, like, had my heart pounding in oh, so many yeah. of these, like, um thrilling scenes yeah uh i can't tell you how many times like ethan hunt or anybody anybody was doing something where they might die yeah the real and, sense of danger out of a movie yeah and yeah. and of course i know well that they're not gonna die because yeah. it's ethan hunt and he's the main character but i thought he died there were times yeah. i was like no he just fell a hundred stories to his death uh. and then a second later i was like oh no good he made it no way! Why, how did I ever, <laughs> ever think he wasn't going to make it? But I did. I've seen the making of where they have a crane hanging outside the tower, like, oh, doing yeah, all the safe amazing. stuff. And I'm still watching the movie going, like, how is this achieved? I know that this is safe, <laughs> yeah. and it still feels like there's <laughs> imminent danger to this. Even though, even though I've been trying to not watch trailers that I really liked, I couldn't not watch this trailer as, as many times as I watched it, you know, 10 or 15 times, just because it, it was one of my favorite trailers from the year. Um, and still, there were things that I had seen the beats in the trailer. I knew them fairly well, and I was still like, no, he's not going to make that jump. He's not going to make... No. Oh, no, he just... Oh, he's dead. He is dead, and then he's alive. It was insane. Yeah. And it has to do with something, you know, we haven't said anything about it yet, but this is the first movie, the first live-action movie that Brad Bird has made. He's known for working with Pixar. He did Ratatouille and, and The Incredibles. and Numerous uh, Simpsons episodes. Yeah, and uh, The Iron Giant was his as well. So he's great with story like having lots of heart in his story um but the incredibles gets a lot of props for its action and you see that action here mm -hmm. yeah. done even better because it, in those beats he does like these really quick close-up cuts you don't even know what you just saw you know that something got messed up and then ethan hunt is, has fallen to his doom somewhere <laughs> you know it's like it's like when you're playing uncharted or any kind of game like that and he just slightly jumps the wrong way and he ends up grabbing it but for that moment you're like no i gotta start over i'm i'm dead you're like your your balls shrink a little <laughs> just for a second it's insane i yeah. couldn't believe it yeah no that movie was radical i mean oh. there i don't know how to describe it because it's seriously it starts off, you know, you know he's in, you know, prison. But even the little movements that he does when he jumped to the like lower oh, level, yeah, was what freaking was cool. Oh man, I love when Tom Cruise is cool. You yeah. know, and when and it's not even uh, that's not even the first scene. The first scene is the one with Josh Holloway, uh, which for one yeah, thing, Sawyer, so cool to see Sawyer and <laughs> yeah. something again. Uh, and that whole that whole scene is really cool. He gets he's actually which I didn't do this before the podcast. I meant to. Um, He's the guy who, like, jumps off the building and turns around and shoots at the camera and then, you know, hits the ground or whatever, um, which was, was great. But it's, it's that same thing from Alias that they didn't, they didn't invent, but, um, you know, it, there's a late title card in this movie, and the first couple things are just sort of amping up everything that's going to happen yeah. um, and doing the, the globetrotting stuff, and it's... Uh, it, it is so in the vein of what that show was and what J.J. Abrams was setting up and what Mission Impossible 3 was trying to be. Yep. Like, that's why when, before when we were talking about it being a sequel, I was like, this is, this is tied so closely to what J.J. did um, that you can still feel it. And, of course, it's Michael Giacchino doing mm -hmm. the score, which he was... I thank God for Michael Giacchino because this is what he was made to do. He spent the past eight years training like brad bird came to michael giacchino and said remember what you did on mission impossible 3 and what you did on the incredibles have those like make a baby and put that on my movie and it's a, it's great like when his the second version now of his of the mission impossible theme from him is even cooler you know yeah you know what was cool if you listen to the music in it every new country they're in was a mission impossible theme oh yeah but to their style of music is pretty yeah. interesting it's pretty cool yeah but the whole uh, the Dubai whole scene with 
the building and the sandstorm was freaking uh, awesome. It was insane. It was absolutely insane. I mean, I, and I, we were talking about this in the car. You know, when that sandstorm starts coming in, I was like, okay, now I know there are sandstorms, and this could happen. It's a little convenient. And then, like, when he's chasing down the bad guy and the sandstorm's coming and we see the shadow of the sandstorm, and I'm like, oh, man, is, is the thing going to be like, oh, the, guy, the bad guy got away because of a sandstorm? It was just too convenient, <laughs> but that's not where it goes. The movie has the balls to keep going and be like, no, Ethan Hunt chases this dude through a sandstorm, and it turns into one of the coolest scenes in the but movie. But they also reference you know, his goggles. And then he yes. remembers that he has the goggles in his pocket. That was one of the most brilliant plotting moments in the movie. Well, because too, they called... Oh. I thought they did a good job of you forgetting about the sandstorm. Because, yeah. you know, oh, a sandstorm, oh, it's far away, don't worry about it. Then that thrilling on the side of the building is, oh my gosh. Well, it's actually, I hate to bring up that game again, but it's, I have to. It's the same thing they do in Uncharted, where they you, you see it and you know, like, eventually that sandstorm will get here and yeah. that'll be cool. But it's it's pretty far away. Yeah. Like you, we don't have to worry about it yet. And then it just shows up. It's just yeah. there, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is the coolest scene ever!" <laughs> yeah. Oh, Brad, was your favorite scene from the movie? <laughs> I, I'm I'm just sitting here thinking about like uh, Mission Impossible Three. One of my bits of praise for that movie, which was 2006, by the way, um, <laughs> <laughs> along with Casino Royale. Good year for stuff. Um, it was. It was. Was the how creative all the gadgets were and the staging of those uses yeah. of the gadgets. Um, and this movie, I think, takes that to even another level. Like, oh, right absolutely. from the beginning when he deploys that airbag yeah. to break his fall. Um, and then uh, that whole scene with the view screen that covers the hallway so they can push oh, yeah. it down and that was sweet. hide. Uh, like, that, like, this whole movie is just insanely creative with, like, these... There's, like, a level of... Uh, like, there's an iPad with a flashlight on it. Like, s- stuff that's not that far-fetched and then also really far-fetched there's you know, two extremes of yeah. gadgetry in the movie and at first like it seemed really low tech and then it got really high tech and and even the stuff that is far fetched is only a little like just a, the like way a that couple years be, off yeah, yeah the way that it should be in a good James Bond movie it's just a little outside you yeah. know it's it's okay well we have this kind of thing but what if it could do this you know yeah. um which is yeah absolutely yeah. it's good so yeah the view screen thing and then yeah the whole dubai thing just and suspenseful and it it, it, it doesn't stop at just the glue hands, you know. Yeah. He uses whatever is in the room to get him back. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And, and then when, I think there's a scene after. Oh, yeah, the whole, yeah, the, that chase in the sandstorm. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and, and they, uh, with the gadgets, one of the things that I thought was great was that the stuff that we kind of understand, or as soon as we, we feel like we're comfortable with a thing, that's when either it breaks or... Or there's another aspect to it, like like the you know they make a lot of jokes about doing the masks in this movie because masks are sort of a staple of these movies. Uh, and then in this movie, when it comes down to like oh we have to make a mask, they show us all of the oh look how cool it would be on the build up we're gonna mask. use it and it's then be so cool. Do you remember Mission Impossible Three? How cool that was and it breaks and you're like oh oh now we have to be we gotta be smart we gotta be spies again. Mm-hmm. Um, it was yeah the, the movie is smart on every single turn. And then Brant in the air tunnel when he only gets up so high and he has to thrust himself down and then yeah it's not enough for Brad Burgess to have him shoot up in the air and then grab and then get out of the hole he has to make that briefcase come up and shatter and then yes. like splinter and oh, freak yeah. out even more oh, oh the, yeah. the, the level of detail is exactly what I would expect from a guy who was able to make movies for a while and say you know like because in a Pixar movie you can plot everything out and come up with all these details and then you can really sort of craft them and shape them and change them a little and and be very particular about the way you want them to happen there there that kind of there's that kind of detail that kind of richness in every single scene and every single shot uh, there one of the first times i noticed it was uh it's simple but um he steals the paper clip so that he can break out of some um some handcuffs at the beginning of the movie and the very next shot just sort of in the background you see the nurse whose paperclip he just stole accidentally knock papers on the floor and that sort of feeds into some other thing like just those little things being in the background makes everything feel very natural and real and as as, as if it's really part of the world um, which is also the thing like all of those tools all of those little gadgets they use all feel like they've been set up and, and really like they, they, there's not a cue moment, you know, where they introduce a, a technology and then are like, well, we'll use this later, you know. 
because those it's obvious like when the thing comes up you're like oh well this is when he's going to use the he pulls the tab and then he's in a giant bubble you know so he doesn't get crushed by snow there's none of those it's just like oh he's running he jumps off the side of the building he throws the thing at the ground and what is it oh it's a it's a balloon of course it is that's really cool and then we keep moving you know the technology is just part of the world yeah and uh they even have some throwaway parts when uh simon Pegg used the other arm I didn't know oh. what the hell he was doing. I'm like, what yeah. the hell is yeah. he the other arm for? And then a lot of foreshadowing with stuff. And then yeah. it doesn't like a lot of movies. It's lazy. It just pays off like in the next scene. And this one, it sets stuff up, and then you see it later. And I think that comes from his training, uh, his directing at Pixar, yeah. where you have kind of yeah. I, my biggest one is the glove when Ethan rips off the glove that's not working, and he throws it away, and he's climbing up, and then he gets up, and the glove sticking to the side of him yeah. and it, it fails. It's, it's, it's pretty funny. And it, the, the humor in it worked really well Yeah, where it wasn't just, you know, Simon Pegg saying a quip here and there, right. um, even though he did. There's, but some, there's some natural comedy. There's there. natural comedy. And, it, and they don't always feel like, oh, that was the funny line thrown in. They feel like, some of them I didn't even laugh at. Like, I knew it was funny, but I was like, no, this is too intense. Like, you gotta keep going, <laughs> you know? I don't have time to laugh. That was good. I'll, I'll laugh next time I see it. Yeah. Or, I mean, how great was when Ethan you know, dove in through the window that just blew out oh. and uh, Simon Pegg was just changing the the <laughs> numbers on the doors outside the hotel and he's talking about how hard it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a great uh, tension reliever. And, uh, oh, yeah. I, and even, like, the way that he sets up the tension in some of those scenes, the scene right before that when he's, obviously, the scene with the climbing the building is a big deal. Oh, that's why we keep amazing. bringing back to it. Yeah. But when he gets to the top where he's supposed to be, and is trying to kick in that glass. I was like, so on the edge of my seat, so panicked about when he breaks this glass. What's even gonna happen? Is he gonna fall through? Is he gonna die? Is it gonna break? Like, and I know, I know, it's gonna fall through, and he's gonna be fine. He's gonna save the day, and nuclear missiles. And, are gonna... and Tom Cruise had some like really cool lines in it, where the Dubai scene where he's gets to the end and. You know, Jeremy Rainier's character, you know, says, hey, you didn't make it long enough. Yeah, no shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, great yeah. because, like, leading oh, up to that man. scene, Jeremy Rainier just keeps, like, saying lines that are uh, commenting on the obvious. Yeah. Like, oh, we're not, you know, this is tarred and we're not yeah. going to make it. And, you know, <laughs> sort of, there's no way we can of, fulfill our mission. Yeah, go ahead. He's sort of unintentionally a commentary on, or maybe intentionally, a commentary on that character in every other <laughs> yeah. s- spy movie ever, you know? Because we know... We've seen a lot of like, oh, well, he's he's an assistant, he's a secretary guy, but he's actually a you know kick-ass dude. They did it on Alias like six yep. times, <laughs> uh, but but that character is just really really. Or funny. I mean, the, the best part is at the end where Tom Cruise says "Mission accomplished" and he hits the <laughs> button and it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, when he said he says it with all the weight of like. I am Bruce Willis at the end of a Die Hard movie. Like, exactly. You, you're in a movie, and I'm saying the cool line, and then it doesn't work, and then he gets made fun of for saying it later. <laughs> yeah, it's like awesome. it's so pointed. It's oh man, I, I, it's probably the most fun that I had in a theater this. And one of the best um, directorial debuts, I think, by uh, someone using a live action movie. I know he's oh, yeah. been around it's for not, a while. Yeah. But, I mean, it's still pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. I mean, because nobody... You couldn't say for sure that it wasn't going to fall apart. You know, there are things about shooting live action... There are a lot of things about shooting live action that is drastically different. Well, I think the hardest one is dealing with actors. I mean, when oh, you're yeah. a director of, you know, a cartoon, you say, fix that, you dumb computer programmer, yeah. and they have to do it. But when you're dealing with someone like Tom Cruise who has an ego and, you know... Well, I, Tom Cruise doesn't... I mean, why would Tom Cruise... But I love Tom Cruise. I think he makes really cool movies. No, I do, too. <laughs> I just wouldn't but want to hang out with him. I would, I do. I, I would. He lives in Colorado. Since when? For over, forever. I think he lives in uh, Vail. No, oh, with well, his wife. That's yeah. not really Colorado. Forever. That's like that's like wintertime Hollywood. He bought because uh, it was a uh, chic thing to do in the '80s. If you're a big Hollywood star, you'd buy a property up in Vail or Aspen or Aspen. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me that Coke I already drank. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no. Tom Cruise is great. We were talking in the car about, yeah, he runs a lot in this movie. He does. And he <laughs> runs a lot in every movie. But this is the movie but where you know, I realized that the reason he runs a lot is because he's damn good at it. Well, when geez. he runs, I'm like, I'm, I'm pumped, I'm tense, I'm like, he has got, he, he is running like he really needs you know, to they, get they there. They really did that, too, in this movie I thought was interesting where you don't really see in other movies, 
where you know the bad guy's running away and you see the determination on Ethan Hunt's face, but he's not catching him. Yeah, you know he's sprinting, but he's like, I got to sprint harder. Yeah. but he's still not catching him, and then the sandstorm comes. It's and... Almost like the Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, got that intense determination, like, yeah. and he can't be stopped. <laughs> That's how much chasing he does. And then also like the force of his punches in that prison scene. It's like oh. he had metal fists. Yeah, <laughs> like some of those punches. There was he has a the... metal face. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, IMF agents get a skin tight uh, suit of like thin armor yeah. that protects them wear all the time. I I kind of wonder that if maybe it's just the IMAX that like things were so loud that every time somebody got punched, that's every time somebody got hit by a car, it like hit my chest. You know, like I really. And if that's true, people should see this in IMAX. Oh, I think they should I'm, see it in um, IMAX anyway. I, I was just gonna say I think yeah. you should too because except it's really expensive. <laughs> well, yeah, but like the the con, you know when they go from a regular cinemascope shot to uh, the IMAX shots, it's effective. Oh, the Dubai well scene. Oh yeah, as soon as they went to Dubai and you're doing those shots of all the all the dunes and everything, it was cool. Oh yeah, it was crazy cool. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing this movie in like a regular, like non IMAX setting to see if it has that yeah. same uh, tension that I felt throughout this movie. Yeah, because I, it, it I haven't felt that much tension in a movie in a long I time said, like, for like 60 minutes straight. Between the two sort of, you know, crock trying to steal your money kind of things, I would rather see a movie in IMAX than 3D. Any oh yeah, because I think sure. I think that IMAX actually does add something to it, even if it's just in the sound. Um, and this wasn't even a full IMAX theater; like it was no, a. No. It was a conversion, and it, it was yeah. more of a conversion than the one like at my AMC because this one was at least taller, so you got that IMAX um, aspect ratio from time to time. Uh, but, but we were told how great. great the IMAX was. <laughs> His whole IMAX oh. intro, yeah, <laughs> the IMAX <laughs> intro is so. Well, they did the. This is gonna be an IMAX movie. Get your sensors ready because this is gonna be an IMAX movie. It's gonna be real bad. This is good. Yeah, Lasers. Darkened, no, the part before that. Oh yeah. You're, you're sitting in a dark theater. Yeah. And a man is explaining the technology. That, well, not even the technology. Welcome to our movie theater. <laughs> this yeah. is the screen, and here's the projector. Because <laughs> I felt like there should be something on the screen while you're tell while you're telling me about how great the screen is. You should show me. something. Well, they did because they did the one, and then they t- did the. Dark Knight Rises trailer, and then they did another one. Oh, we didn't talk about the Dark Knight lasers trailer Lasers optimized. <laughs> yeah, Projector true. ready to give. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, the Dark Knight Rises trailer is I'm interesting. I've always dreamed of living inside the movie, Tron. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we got to see the Dark Knight trailer. Well, we should... Not the eight minutes, just the teaser trailer. Yeah, which, I, like I said, I kind of didn't want to see the eight minutes. But it was interesting what um, me and Brad were talking about is the scope of the new Batman movie because the uh, Batman Beyond uh, Begins and The Dark Knight are so, you know, contained, I, I guess. Yeah. But this one has a huge scope to it. Where's Gotham City? There's like, I don't recognize of, it. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, and, and, and I thought the most interesting tidbit was that Catwoman is not an anti-hero at all. She's trying to we, fuck over Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. she told him that she was going to. Was yeah, that's the thing. We do kind of get an idea of what the plot is as far as, far as like, you know, why some of the things are, you know, it's, it certainly seems like there's a lot of, well, I shouldn't go as far as to say there's a lot of Occupy Wall Street in this movie, but there's a lot of Occupy Wall Street in this movie as far as like, you know, talking about how, well, then Jonathan Nolan is a psychic try, because he wrote it way before. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. But as far as like people being mad at people like John Wayne, uh, John Wayne, um, <laughs> Bruce Wayne and trying, you know, and they're really selling it uh, that it's the last one big time. Oh yeah. How many times did it say the end of the legend? Yeah. yeah. Which twice back to back within five seconds. Uh, <laughs> we should uh, also talk about the underworld Chris, trailer. Chriswell pre- predicts, <laughs> no. but uh, they, no, no, hold on. I want to say one more thing about Batman. They're going to break his back. Oh, I, it's yeah. going to happen. I, I, I just, talk about that, Alfred protecting him. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only oh, thing. Oh yeah, they, no, there's no quite like oh, that's gotta. It's gonna end somehow. He kills Bane, but his back is broken. I don't. That's it. And there was like, even though they had that stadium uh, grass fallout from under shot, like I didn't feel like there was any iconic shot in that whole trailer that like defines yeah. Batman. I think what's missing is Bane pumping up. Oh yeah. That's what I'm if hoping. If that happens, if it I happens, don't, I don't think that Bane is going to. I don't think he'll be right out late like a. Like a balloon, <laughs> you know. Like, uh, I have a feel. I have a feeling that you know he's just going to be 
really pumped up and like, oh, he's super strong because of the stuff that's in his mask. You know, I didn't did see the, the Batwing, too, though. Yeah, that, yeah oh, that's cool. Yeah. That was cool. I thought they were going to keep that secret because, unfortunately, I saw a picture of it early. Oh, really? I didn't um, even know. Yeah, that was cool. But with the dent CGI, like, I didn't expect that out of the Dark Knight. So That's true. I I think they might go that route with Bane. And, obviously, That'd it worked ballsy. well for Dent, so I think they might be able to pull it off with Bane. We'll see. If, like, at the end, Bane goes full CG and full then right out. Batman yeah. and Well, half. I did uh, read an interesting interview with Christopher Nolan, and even before they were... Just before they started filming Inception, they decided that Bane was going to be the bad guy. And yeah. then his uh, brother went off and kind of wrote a treatment while they were working on Inception. And they kind of hashed out the story and then they f- finished it. And it was kind of interesting. Do you know you can see Kate Beckinsale in 3D? <laughs> Did you see that in the trailer for Underworld? <laughs> yes. They didn't say Underworld Awakening in 3D. It said yeah. Kate Beckinsale. In 3D. And there were a whole lot of clips from the scene where she'll be naked but covered up at the same time. Yeah, so it's a bummer. Yeah. I, I'll totally see that movie. No, I'll I see really, the movie. I really liked the first Underworld movie. I did. Me too. I think it's awesome. The second one, not so much. Has third the, one's not bad. The second. Oh, I never saw the third one. The third one, because to me, that, the third one isn't really. Yeah, the third one's the third a prequel. One's different. It yeah. uh, takes place. In, it's interesting, but I'll see it because I mean, what else is coming out January twentieth? Uh, this is true. Yeah. Uh, Great, I'll have to see it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's right. Now we're going. Not in 3D. It's the first movie. Oh, we're not going to see it in 3D. No. Oh, fuck. All right, cool. It'll be the first. It'll be the first shitty movie of, of 2012 that we'll drag you to. Yeah. Hopefully, planet. you'll be as a, a big as bitch as you were for uh, Immortals. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but I was right, wasn't I? <laughs> yeah, you were half right. Yeah. I, I just <laughs> I just remember how pissed you were. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I let everyone know. know. <laughs> including the ticket what, what was selling people yeah. what else could we have seen yeah. oh J. Edgar J. Edgar <laughs> snooze fest did you yeah. see it no <laughs> I'm just gonna judge it without having seen it you totally. know the way that Morgan Brad Webster that's responsible <laughs> yeah uh, anyways anyway. you can like us on Facebook Real Nerds Podcast you can email us realnerds at gmail.com you can also follow us on our blog on tumblr realnerds.tumblr.com and our end of the year stuff is coming up soon. End of the year so stuff is coming up in two weeks. Two weeks so away. Maybe three. Maybe thinking, three. Yeah, we might push it back a week. Maybe. Okay. Why? Just, well, because there's a lot of movies to see. There is, but um, I, actually I was going to say we're probably going to have to see some of these movies and converge. Uh, I was thinking for what, next weekend is the 23rd? We should probably do a double feature. Which ones? As like a present for the season. Okay. I don't Which know. ones? Well, the Growth of Dragon Tattoo comes out, and I wanted to see the artist and uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Okay, I think that's that weekend, but we can double it up with Sherlock Holmes or Young Adult or I'd love to Tintin. see Tintin. I'd love to see Young Adult. I definitely need to see Tintin. Warhorse, and we got to see Warhorse, and we got to see Dragon <laughs> Tattoo. I think the four of those are are musts, um, but we don't necessarily have to see. Those for the podcast and do for right. We'll pick if two we see or them something separately. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. I'll, of course, I'll have to check with my wife to see what she wants to see, and then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the truth she is, she didn't want to see this movie. Insane. She, she should insane. have. It's awesome. She missed one of the best movies of the year. Spoilers for the end of the year podcast. <laughs> uh, Anyways. Oh, and missing? still, if you email us and you leave us your name, I and you're anywhere in your town, I will pay for you to go see a movie with Brad. Maybe shame. <laughs> shame. <laughs> I don't. I'm not gonna pay for Brad's ticket to go see Shame, uh, but I'll pay for yours. You and Michael Fassbender's cock. And you know what? Sierra will probably go with you. Yeah. So Sierra. if you want to look at it that way. Anyways, bye. Bye.